This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Spring is in the air, but is it in your step? Is it in your bed? If you're interested in better sex starting now, go to adamandeve.com. They've got toys, lingerie, accessories, everything you need to level up your pleasure checks. And right now, Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. That's discreet shipping, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly free and fast. So just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code PAWPAW at checkout. That's PAWPAW, P-A-W-P-A-W at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code PAWPAW to get your discount, 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Code P-A-W-P-A-W. Goodbye, sweeties. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. The relationship with my son has gone south because I put I put both feet in my mouth. <laughs> and you did it again. <laughs> okay, this is we need to tell them behind the scenes. We literally no, no, we, no, don't tell we them. We recorded the. It's an embarrassing story for we me and Caldwell. We recorded the intros. <laughs> and Murph edit out edit out Jake protesting. Okay, uh, <laughs> I am. He's been silenced. He's been silenced. <laughs> No, we were this rules. <laughs> we were recording the intro, and Caldwell realized that he hadn't been recording, so we had to re-record it. But in the re- original recording, Jake <laughs> fucked up his rhyme, and he said, "Oh, good, now I can get my rhyme right." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's mad at me anymore. It's so good. Maybe I'll splice in the recording of Jake fucking up the first time. Uh, yeah. So let's oh, go perfect. ahead. We're gonna go ahead and cut to Jake's first intro. Okay. Let's see yeah, that. Uh, oh fuck! Uh, relationship with my son has gone south because I put both feet in my mouth. I forgot it for a second. <laughs> yeah, good, good on you, Caldwell. This is not fair. <laughs> Caldwell's huge fuck up is just shining a light on mine. That's not right. Jake texted That's me and said, "Hey, turn off your recording so that I get another shot at it." And I obliged him. <laughs> This is your dad forgetting to pick you up, and then you and then you get mugged. This is Caldwell's mistake, and then you are really, really suffering for it. Um, then, of course, we've got Emily Axford. Living the dream and looking like Liam, Fiaboginia. Emily, it's even better the second time hearing it. Thank you. Up. I didn't Crisp, mess it up the perfect. first time. It's so good. Actually, why don't you go ahead and use whichever one I better, okay. I'm better at? Okay. Two for two. Mm-hmm. Two for two. Can this I say stays. my live in La Vida lo- Liam joke again? Because I thought that was fun from the first <laughs> intro. Sure. Um, You know... As memorable as it was, I completely forgot it. Um, and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Oh, Stella Vervain, special little guy who's getting swept up. Don't in fuck her it up. Sweet Don't fuck little it up. Lie. Don't fuck it up. Zerk Vervain. Oh Yeehaw. Flawless dismount. All the judges love it. Swing, bada, 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 bada. Wow. 
two two out of twos and one zero out of two. It's, you'd think there'd be some deviation there, but wow. Colton didn't really get a two out of two. He, he didn't record. Jake, you could just turn off your Zoom right now, and then we'd have to start recording again. <laughs> I need another shot. This intro's way better than the other one, guys. Yeah. I'm just saying, this is good. Maybe we should fuck up the show every I time. I honestly was barely paying attention, and then when Jake messed up again, I could not stop laughing. Why were you barely paying attention? <laughs> I was looking at my spells. Okay, all right, all right. She's got a lot of spells. She's got a lot of spells. I have to remember what I can do. All right, guys, let's get, go ahead and get into the recap. Yeah. Last time, you guys began at the dinner party for Carlisle Lochnamore's fundraiser for his run for Chancellor of Outerboro. Hank snuck off and managed to get access to his office and uncovered more information about Carlisle's motivations. There was information on political rivals, as well as several suspicious newspaper articles about the horror attacks in Outerboro and the bloated defense funds resulting from it. Uh, you all came together and shared your findings before Zerk went off to join his mom at the lab. She revealed to him that they had isolated the sound wave of the mysterious Reaper Bell and were able to recreate it in a device called the Necrophone, which was being kept in the secret office of her laboratory. Meanwhile, Fia, Hank, and Tab noticed a fire in the town square and ran off to investigate. Uh, there, they encountered the West Precinct horror hunters, including Quick Blast Cass Calloway, and more importantly, Hank Jr., as they were fighting off two borers. Hank was narrowly able to stop one of the boars from goring his son, but fell short of reconciling with him um, when his son <laughs> turned down his proposition of working together and walked off. Yeah. While Quick Blast addressed the local citizens and spread a story about the West Precinct horror hunter's bravery, Fia and Hank spoke with Batilda about how the horror attack seemed premeditated. You headed to the lab to confront Stella and snuck in, but watched as she and Zerk walked into the secret room in the middle of the lab. And that's where we are now. Huh. So... Yes, it is. We will start with Henry and Fia. I ended last episode narrating that the door had closed behind them, but theoretically you guys would have a split second to act. So if you guys had any way of getting in undetected in a single turn, I will say that you're within like 30 feet. Um, you guys are at Liam's station. Um, you're dressed as Liam. You don't know if Liam has credentials to get into this like super secret laboratory. You would assume not. Okay. If you're going to give a, if you're going to say the door is cracked open, I'm going to look to Mr. Henry and say, I think you have your own ways of doing this. I'm gonna grab Spoonie from him hey! and then Misty step into there as Liam. Okay, um, I'll say, Hank, are you gonna wait and see how this goes or are you able to follow in some way? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna wait. She stole my spoon. I summon Shank in, just inside, just behind the door and I swap places with Shank. Go well, ahead and uh, are you trying to hide or anything? Yeah. Yes. If I can see, I like, am. the, if I can see just beyond the secret door, I want to summon Shank beyond, like, beyond the, like, sight of somebody in the lab. Okay. So I can just bypass, yes. like, walking through the door. I would like to misty step, like, behind uh, some sort of, like, counter or something, because the Liam thing is, like, the second line of defense. Got it. Okay. Guys, go ahead and give me perception checks, and that will determine how easy your stealth checks are. Okay. Nice. Fuck. That's a three on my perception. Okay. A three. Okay. That's going to be a 16 for me. A 16 for you. Okay. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Okay. Nine. Okay, a nine. My stealth is going to be six. <laughs> hmm. 
So, <laughs> so we're making a ruckus wrestling for the spoon, probably. <laughs> Mr. Henry, I have a plan, okay? Mr. You have Henry. something that belongs to me. So, Zerk, um, you and your mom walk into uh, the secret office in the middle of the lab. Uh, door closes behind you, and you immediately see... Henry and Liam like starting to duck behind a test tube um, and you see Stella yells out and goes, hey, Henry, what the fuck are you doing in here? Uh, I've been hanging out with Liam. Yeah. Um, this guy's, he's a crack up. He really is. <laughs> I slap Liam's back. Zerk believes this. Zerk 100% believes this is happening. Uh, you see Stella walks over and goes, Liam, you have clearance to, to be in here? Uh, Absolutely, Mrs. Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Stella, what the fuck? Um, yeah, go ahead and give me a deception check. Uh, I'll say with advantage because it's alter self, so it's a spell, and you're not just completely faking it. Um, but it is you. You can tell she's like kind of freaked out that Liam's in here. Well, um, I'm going to tell you, I got a nat one and a five, so that's going to be a four. <laughs> with advantage, that's a four. <laughs> you see. Uh, she leans in and she looks at you really closely. I smell. I stink of cigar smoke. Specifically, <laughs> oh no, cigar smoke. Not a trace of fish. <laughs> she sniffs and she goes, "All right, you're good. You don't got all the trinkets that I got, but you're good at magic. This girl, she's good. Uh, she's fucking good." Uh, I drop the spell and I say, "I just wanted to play with the best of them, huh?" And I do a playful elbow. <laughs> Thea, Henry, what what are y'all doing here? Um, well, we we came to see what the hell's going on in this lab, Zerk. Well, yes, um, Mr. Zerk, uh, there was a fire outside. There oh. was a fire, and it, we think that maybe Stella, your employee, has set the fire for, as part of a PR thing. One of my employees set the fire as part of a PR thing, huh? Um, go ahead, guys, and give me insight checks. All of us? Yeah. I just crit, um, baby. Oh, Ooh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I got a 23. Okay. Yeah, no one wants to hear about my 12, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Fia and Zerk, uh, you see um, she's pretty good at keeping up a good face, um, but you, you can tell she kind of recognizes what's going on. She looks, like, worried for, like, a split second, but she's, like, smiling and nodding her head, um, and she goes... All right, uh, yeah, I don't know, that sounds fucked up. Look, Quick Blast, she's good people, all right? I'm sure, look, what, what was going on? There was a fire. Did you see her set the fire? Is it possible that she was just near a fire? Um, I kind of, like, look between Fia and Stella, and then uh, at Henry, just for good measure, I guess. Hey. And then I kind of start, like, pacing the room a little bit, and I say, Ma, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in this town. And now that we're all here, I think you owe us a full, unadulterated explanation. Uh, and as I'm pacing, uh, I want to step towards the door uh, and try and cast Arcane Lock on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. I don't think I've ever used sleight of hand, but I have plus eight to it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the two crew. Uh, that's a 10 total. Okay. Zerk, you wave your hand over the door. There's a magical lock that appears for a split second over the door. Um, there's like a little sound as it settles. Uh, and you see Stella looks up and she looks at you and she goes, so that's how it is, Zerky, an ambush. This isn't an ambush. 
This is just four people in a room talking things out, okay? We deserve to know what is going on here, okay? And I want to trust you, but God, it's so hard. And you know what? I should really know better. I should really know better, but I want to trust you. And Turkey, I wanted to trust you. And now two of your fucking friends are in here, and you locked the door behind me. Anything you can say to me, you can say to them. Nobody else is getting in here until we figure this all out, okay? All right, all right. Everybody fucking relax. We're doing science experiments. There's there's just a lot of shit we gotta learn, okay? You ever see a fucking horror before? There's horrors in here. Ah, oh no, fucking skeletons. Okay, hey, that's right. So you're making them. Where are they going? Where are you sending them? Where are they going? I'm not sending them anywhere. Uh, You see, she gestures around, and you guys see this is an impressive fucking room. So, like, you guys have been in this little, like, argument with uh, the four of you. Um, You guys see that this room is set up almost like a small stadium or coliseum. Um, Whoa, and I mean, these oh, big no, 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 it's small, small, small. I mean, it just, it like descending rows, descending rows. Right. So like there's like a little, mm, like a puppy bowl stadium. Yeah, like a puppy bowl stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bigger than that, <laughs> somewhere between a puppy bowl stadium and a Like a full stadium. dog bowl stadium. Full dog bowl stadium. I think Jake's got the way of it, yeah. There you go. Um, you see there are four levels of descending rows that lead to a device in the middle of the room. You see, along the descending rows are huge test tubes that are definitely big enough to hold you know, large creatures, but you can't see inside them. Uh, They are protected by metal reinforcement. These big metal grates, like ones that you would pull down to protect a building, like when you're closing up for the night. They look like reinforced. Between each of the descending rows, there's like a small purple force field. Uh, And when you look at the bottom, you can see the device itself. It looks like a high-tech phonograph uh, with buttons and a crank on the side. You see there's a horn coming out of it that looks like a force field of magic. It has this metal frame of actual machinery, but the material of the actual horn looks like a sustained spell. And you see uh, Stella backs up. She starts walking down the stairs towards the device, and she goes, All right, look. This is the necrophone. We've been able to recreate the sounds of the bell to awaken horrors. There are horrors in all these tubes behind the reinforced metal. They ain't getting out. Have you made any borers? Borers? Borers, borers. I, I, I don't know. There might be. We make all kind of animals and weird shit. Go ahead and give me an insight check. 15. She's lying. Okay. Um... <laughs> I know that you made a border. I know that you know you made a border. And, and I am starting to su- I am starting to suspect that you know that a border attacked the uh, newspaper place tonight. That's terrible. Was anyone injured? My son was almost he was moments away from being a fucking annihilated. Was you it, it, you Okay, okay. And okay. that's that's a and that's a tragedy. And a very avoidable uh, tragedy it looks uh, like. Okay. Let's level with each other here, all right? Finally. That's what we're here to do. I, I feel like there are some accusations flying around. I'm sorry that something almost happened to your kid, but this is a very controlled thing we got going on in here, all right? Nobody's supposed to get hurt. Lock no more wants this, okay? This is a lock no more idea, not a me idea. Scared people 
Open up their wallets, all right? He wants power. Okay, but get, the get, ideas, man, is not you are the execution of the idea, and so therefore your culpability is important in this equation. Yeah, and you don't know what happens after he has the power, right? You're helping him get the power. What kind of what kind of petty king is he gonna be? Oh, but if that's what a, happens after that. What happens after that is he. I'm a made woman. He opens up a million opportunities. Government contracts, weapons, transportation, cures for diseases, everything for vain industries. And you don't care who gets killed in the process? Gets People like my boy? Boy, he's Is he dead? <laughs> thank God. Thank God he's not. Hey, look. Can I look at this? Can I see this uh, necrophone? You is can it see. one machine controlling everything? It is one machine in the middle of the room. I'm going to try to cast Suggestion on Stella. Okay. And okay. tell her to disassemble the necrophone. Okay. <laughs> so she has to do a wisdom save. I don't know what her wisdom is. Uh, she got a five. Oh. Whoa. For the next eight hours, she will disassemble. She begins like not even, just like unconsciously going over and just messing with it. Just starts like taking off the, disassembling the metal frame around the horn, um, going and started to like open up the motor and things like that as she continues talking to you. She's like absent-mindedly. It's almost like she's tinkering, <laughs> um, but she's talking and she goes, look, look, hey, hey Hank. Nothing was supposed to. Nothing's supposed to happen to your boy. That's Locke no more, putting him in the line of danger. And that's Quick Blast. Quick Blast is supposed to protect them. That's the whole thing. She's my best. She's my best person. All right. When will it be enough? When? When will what be enough? When will it be enough for you, Ma? When will you be satisfied with what you have? Don't you see? More and more people are gonna get hurt. You have to find a line. I've said this for years. I don't know why I can't keep learning this lesson. I've learned so much, but every time I talk to you, I forget. There's no saving you. You'll never find the line. I'm done. Uh, Zerk slams a table and then walks over and just starts helping her disassemble the machine. Can I try to sleight of hand like a couple, like any components that look like, oh, this is a, an important element yeah. and I would like to take it. Yeah, you see uh, Zerk goes over, starts tinkering with it. Um, you see uh, she has her head down and she goes, Zerky, come on, you don't you don't mean that. You're not done. You know, you know how it is. It's got, you're, you're up one day, you're down the next. We, you got to get up, up, up or else you're going to fall down, down, down. All right? I got to be two steps ahead for when I fall a step back. You know what I'm saying? No. Ma, no. Since I left, I've, I've seen that there's there's another way. There's multiple ways. That's That's what science and tinkering and knowledge are all about, is finding alternate ways to do things, to make things better. You're stuck. I've spent so much time trying to fix things and you're the one thing that's always broken and I I just can't anymore. There's other people that need me, okay? So we're going to take these components and we're going to wait until the Twilidium is ready and then and then I think it's goodbye for real, okay? She just kind of nods and doesn't have anything to say back. She just keeps her... She, she goes to kind of respond and then kind of thinks better of it. Um, Fia and Zerk... As you guys both kind of look in this machine to see if there's anything special about these particular parts, um, both of you guys mm. go ahead and give me insight or investigation checks. 15. 24. Okay. Nice. Um, you guys 
look inside the machine and I'll say Fia gets a better look at it and Zerk probably has a little bit more experience looking in like these machines. Uh, so you're kind of able to quickly like find the important parts, um, but you're kind of like maybe a little absentmindedly uh, taking things out. And Fia, you look inside the machine and you see that several parts, the like amplifier in particular, look to be different than some of the other parts, just kind of not as high of quality. Um, mm. and, and you being kind of inherently magical, you sense that a lot of the parts in here are enchanted by powerful, expensive magics, but these parts seem to be more generic. What does generic mean to Fia? Um, mm. Fia, you look at this and you're kind of like, why is this machine bunk or what is up with these pieces? Like something seems wrong. Um, and you see okay. Stel Stella's just absentmindedly going through it, so she doesn't really notice it. Um, can I hold up one of the generic pieces to her and say, uh, where did you find this? You see, she goes, I'm oh, so curious. Oh, these things were so fucking expensive. We had to send these off to be, um, you see, she looks at it and she goes, what the fuck? No, this isn't the fucking amplifier. This is, uh, you see, um, she like grabs uh, a different piece uh, from you, Zerk. And she looks at it and she goes, no, 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 this is, uh, 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 this this might work for it to get like a, a, a mile or something like that, but this isn't gonna, you see, you see she looks out uh, at the room around you guys. She like gestures around you. Um, you guys saw these like purple force fields between each of the rows. Uh, you see she gestures to them and she goes, we obviously, we don't have a big enough room to test how far this thing can go. So these force fields sort of mimic distance. So the closest one uh, is within like a uh, normal earshot within a few feet. The one behind it uh, is like a uh, hundred feet away. And by the end, it's like 10 miles up on uh, four tiers up there. But this stuff, th we needed primo magic parts. And this is not what that is. If we put this oh. thing together, I'd be surprised if we could even get the shit around here. I don't, I don't know what the fuck this is. Well, I know what it is. You, you quack. So what, you built, you built this thing. You built this thing for them to take it away, and they they reassembled it who, outside. Who the, and now every uh, did, did, that's did, what I wanted to say. Who has access to this other than you? Give me a list of the roster. It's just Quick Blast and her crew. Okay, it's it's uh, Quick Blast, uh, Big Rex, Little Rex, and Ranch. <laughs> That's a fuck. You gave the you gave it to Ranch. What? It, ranch. You gave the code to Ranch. Ranch is actually really mind. solid. He's a what solid. What was going through your mind when you give access to a secret lab to a bunch of gun-toting like wild people? Okay. And, and Ranch. Okay. It, <laughs> ranch. Ranch of all people. Okay. All right. Look. Okay. The 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 the, the way the, the way it was supposed to go, and uh, this is the way it is, and it's fine. Okay. Quick blast and Ranch. They protect. Edgar Locknamore, make sure he gets the job done. We get good press. Nobody gets hurt. Everything's super nice. Big Rex and Little Rex, they come in here. They take minor horrors, really minor ones, and there's a little tunnel thing like that they can Like horror salamanders? That borers, all right? We know. Okay, we know. thank okay. you. Okay, she said it. She said it. out of the back. Finally. Do you know how much I wanted to Piglets, fucking cast detect much. thoughts on you, and I fucking didn't. Don't waste a spell slot, Fiat. Just don't. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm worth a spell slot. It felt more invasive than suggestion, if that makes sense. All right, look, 
You see, she's even as you guys are like going through it, she still has a suggestion on her. So she's still just like disassembling things, just like unscrewing things as she goes through it. Um, and she goes, look, Big Rex and Little Rex would have been the last ones in here. They, they they must have just sold the they must have thought they could sell the parts or something. Look, I haven't tried this. Stella, thing. really, yeah. Mrs. Stella, you yep. buy this explanation? What else would they be doing with it? They're getting paid to build this same machine in other places. They're recreating this. Think the worst possible thing that they could do with it, and that's exactly what they're doing with it. You gave them the tech, and now they replicate it. You guys see she's sweating so hard. She goes, but, but no, 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 no. See, no one is supposed to get hurt. We just... Yeah, just, well, guess who's on the front line? Guess who's the front line horror hunter, huh? Ranch? You gotta unlock ranch? that door. Is it ranch? Not ranch. It's, it's ranch. Mrs. Stella, may I ask you a quick question? And it may hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry if it Yeah, does. yeah, I can handle it. What do you Do you own the IP for this investi- for the Do for I this... own the IP? Of course do I do. You, if do anybody you, have you copyrighted this? Yes, if somebody else tries to use it, I will sue their pants off, all right? I will take this to court. Oh, okay. And... I thought the answer was going to be no and it was going to hurt your feelings. So, okay, I guess you win. Can I see, can I see can I see the copy? Can I see the yeah, can I see your work agreement, I your don't the ha- agreement of I your don't employment? I have it in the middle of the lab right here. And <laughs> Also, Wait. I'm unscrewing this thing, and I feel like I have to do this. <laughs> Forget IP, Mom. You do for eight hours. <laughs> Are there blueprints or a guide to how to build this machine somewhere? Yeah, of course there are. It's in, it's in my office. Zerk rushes out, unlocks the door, and then runs over to Stella's office. Uh, you go by these guards that are just outside uh, this lab door. Special boy coming through. <laughs> uh, yeah, you run right past because you're the one who um, was invited in. So you're fine. They don't give you a second look. Um, and you remember her telling you that the necrophone couldn't, the sound couldn't travel outside of this room. There's a silence spell around the whole thing. It's like ultimate mm. soundproofing. So these guards out here haven't even heard anybody yelling inside. So literally mm. you rush out, you close the door behind you. Uh, Zerk, go ahead and give me an investigate check as you like go through your mom's stuff. Cool. Um, as soon as I'm out of uh, ear and eye shot, uh, I slam her desk a little bit and uh, try and choke back a tear. Oh. And then I look for some hard alcohol on her desk and I swig it. <laughs> uh, there's de- yeah, there's some, there's some whiskey right there. And then I roll a two. Uh, two. Okay. Um, uh, plus investigate is um, six. Okay. Um, Zerk, you look around. Uh, you see she can be a little disorganized, um, and you see that there are papers everywhere. You go through it, and you do not see any blueprints here. Can I actually bonus action have sent Spoonie to go help um, <laughs> Zer- Mr. Zerk with this investigation? Uh, hey, wait, where are you going? Hey, come here. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage then. Spoonie? What, what do you see? Spoonie starts flapping around on the, uh, just banging around on the desk. What do you see, little fella? Everyone leaves me. Okay, um, I got a six that time, uh, plus four for investigation. That's a 10. Uh, I'm going to use Flash of Genius to add plus four to that. Okay, so 14. Um, mm-hmm. Zerk, you look around, um, and you find a folder with some information on the necrophone, like stuff like the patents for it and stuff and some basic information and the blueprints are not in here. God damn it. Oh, they've been stolen. Oh, elder's balls. I can't believe she did this. Um, and uh, Zerk, go ahead and give me a perception check as you're out here. Okay. Did she mention that there was like a secret tunnel in uh, that silenced room? She did mention that, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like Zerk is remembering that uh, as soon as he leaves the room. Cool. 
Okay. Uh, perception is going to be... Uh, that's a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Okay. Um, Zerk, you see that Quick Blast Cast Callaway um, is storming into the lab. Um, and you also see Ranch, Big Rex, and Little Rex. Um, these three, like, cowboys are uh, outside uh, of the lab, like, kind of waiting around. And you see Quick Blast is heading for the um, lab in the center, or the office in the center. I'm going to cast Disguise Self okay. on myself uh, and make it look like I'm just um, a janitor. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to start uh, mopping and block their path. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a, a deception check. Dirty floors in here. Hey, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, y'all are making a heck of a mess I with need, these dusty boots. I need to talk to the goddamn boss. You need to get the fuck out of the way. Well, I need to clean these goddamn floors, and I don't appreciate you cussing on my time. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a 19. Uh, you see, <laughs> she is tricked, but... Uh, grabs you. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. <laughs> that's not great. That's a that's a four. Okay. Um, you see, she does a shove attack with like four <laughs> arms, like uh, two arms and then uh, two mechanical arms. Um, pushes you over. Uh, Mercy. And then walks over um, and enters the center room in the lab. No, um, no, Miss Calloway, please don't enter that room. I say very loudly within earshot of everyone. Oh, um, but they're in the silenced room. Um, but as the door uh, as the door opens, uh, they hear it uh, as it's coming. Okay. Um, do you guys hide or anything, or what do you guys do? Yeah, I'll hide. I'll hide just so I can get a surprise round. I, yeah, I'm running really low on spells, so I definitely <laughs> fucking hide and let Stella keep disassembling this war machine. Hank and Fia, go ahead and give me stealth checks. This will be against her passive perception. She's not looking for you. You see she storms into the room um, and immediately starts yelling at Stella. You see the door closes behind her uh, as a friendly okay. janitor uh, is yelling out there. <laughs> I got a 21. Okay. Uh, okay, 18 plus one, 19. Okay. Um, so you guys see, um, you guys, as you hear Zerk yell out uh, in the office, um, door opens. That part does not have like a silence spell on it. Um, it doesn't reseal until the door is closed. Door closes behind Quick Blast. Um, um, you guys are able to jump behind some like test tubes nearby. Uh, you see Quick Blast uh, throws down her like the like hunter's cap that she had on and her cloak. Now she's back in her like kind of cowboy gear. Um, and you see she um, storms down to um, Stella and she goes, what the what the hell are you doing, boss? Uh, and you see, she goes, "It's I gotta fix it, all right. You you worry about your stuff. I'll worry about my stuff. What's going on?" Um, and you see, Quick Blast goes, "I'll tell you what's going on. Zerk's little friends almost fucked everything up. We're supposed to look like the heroes here, but they're running around playing vigilante. They know something's up." And you see, Stella goes, "Yeah, they know something's up. Uh, look, Cass, did you?" take anything from this machine? Hank and Fia, go ahead and give me insight checks. 19. 30, 20. Um, Ooh. You guys watch as Quick Blast answers, and she answers lightning quick, looking Stella right in the eyes, and she goes, no, what the fuck am I gonna do with stuff that's in your weird fucking machine? Um, and you get the sense that she's telling the truth. 
Okay, Quick Blast has been absolved, but what about Little Rex and mm, Little Ranch and whatnot? <laughs> you said it was Big Rex and Little Rex? Is Big Ranch Rex, there? Little Rex and Ranch? Yeah, you see them all outside. Okay. They're kind of just like piddling oh, around, okay. like waiting for their boss. Can I try and enter the room? Or is the door closed? Uh, the door is closed, but uh, if you're not the janitor, you could get back in as Zerk, <laughs> okay. certainly. Um, I'm going to drop the disguise and try and get back into the room so that okay. I can see what's going on. You drop the disguise. Uh, you were allowed in there before. Uh, you cool. see these two guards um, move, uh, open up the door. Um, door closes behind you. And you see Cass goes, Oh, there he is, the fucking man of the hour. Your friends were a huge help tonight, Zerk. Yeah, they're very helpful people. Yeah. That's kind of what they do. Yeah, they fucking are. No, it was great. I just had to talk to the fucking media for a fucking while and make up a fucking wild story about why Edgar Lochnamore was so fucking great, even though he just about pissed himself when the boar showed up. I almost stand up. Sophia can grab me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shove Mr. Henry down. I say, this is not your fight. This is not the fight. Just talk uh, about my boy. Um, You see Stella goes, all right, lay off the kid. Look, we got big problems here, Cass. Somebody is fucking stealing from the lab. And you see Cass goes, well, sure as fuck ain't any of my guys. They fucking listen to what I tell them to do. Ain't nobody stealing from this. This money's too fucking sweet. Why the fuck would anybody steal from you? I stand up. There's no reason to hide from Quick Blast anymore. You take my son's name out of your mouth, all right? Well, who, where did you come from? I was I was behind the desk. I dropped something. It was a tiny little animated spoon, but that's not important. <laughs> all right. It's not your spoon. <laughs> it's, it's all of our spoon. <laughs> I, too, like the spoon. Stella is disassembling everything, and she's like, Look, they fucking know, all right? They know everything, all right? It's that the fucking jig is up. Things are bad. Somebody's stealing shit, okay? Somebody stole shit from the necrophone. We're in deep shit. It's not going to be two borers at a time now, okay? You're absolutely fucked. This town is going to be overrun by horrors if we don't find where this thing is and who took it. All right. Yeah. You must realize, Quick Blast, that you're being set up to be a sacrificial lamb. You and your entire legion are going to be sacrificed to make this horror problem look even more dire. Yeah, my son's going to die next to Ranch. <laughs> this is about your self-interest, if nothing else will appeal to you. All right. Yeah. So I'll get the... All right. It's time to move on. It's time to get out of town. That's... Thanks for the heads up. No, not just no, get out of town. Yeah. You, okay. The money's too sweet, right? You, you like the job. You like working for Vervain, don't you? Help us All right. Help us Look, find I, this necrophone. The only people who were in this fucking lab were just me and Ranch and the Rexes. All right, we'll bring them in. We're going to question them, too. All right, I'll fucking bring go them get them. Bring All right, them all right. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly. Folks, their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine 
What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. squarespace.com pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. You guys want to take bets on who it is? I think it's Ranch. <laughs> I'm leaning Ranch for sure. Yeah, um, me too. And you guys see um, after a little bit, Quick Blast comes back in with just Ranch. What do you want with me? What do you want with Ranch? Uh, where are the Rexes? Uh, you see Quick Blast goes, as soon as I came out and said you guys want to talk to them, but they fucking took off. Wow, I do not need to use a spell to know that's guilty behavior. Yep. Ring-a-ding-ding. All right. Uh, we got to take off. We got to yeah, go we take find these Rexes. Yeah, let's go, let's go follow uh, them. Can we uh, try and grab as much from the necrophone as we can just to like make sure that it is inoperable? Yeah. Uh, you guys uh, grab a few key parts of the um, necrophone um, and start rushing out. You brush past uh, Quick Blast and Ranch, um, and uh, Stella... Uh, yells out after you, sounding like sheepish, goes, eh, be careful out there, Zerky. <laughs> Zerk pauses for a second and then takes the top hat that she gave him, throws it on the ground, looks at her for a second, and then keeps running. You guys exit the lab, um, and you immediately see in the distance, you see Big Rex and Little Rex running off in separate directions. You see that they have split up. Big Rex oh boy. is the shorter one. Hilarious, I know. Um, is this Great. stocky dude. <laughs> Why is it funny? <laughs> stocky dude with like stringy hair under a flop hat. And Little Rex uh, is a tall, skinny woman with similar hair, um, similar looking outfit. You see he's running down near the docks, near the water. and. She She's going off into a small patch of woods in the opposite direction. And you actually see that Batilda and Tab uh, look like they're in pursuit of her, like they're in pursuit of uh, Little Rex. Um, you see Tab mm -hmm. is a bit slower. Uh, you see she's got her bow out. She may have just already taken a shot, but Batilda um, is going after uh, the one girl um, and the guy is getting away down the docks. 
Okay, but Tilde is the smartest person I know, so I will follow her. Okay, uh, and we don't want to let this uh, little dude get away, so we're going to follow him. Yeah, I'm Come very on, confused about why their nickname is Big. I want to follow up about that. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> we'll ask him at the docks. <laughs> Come on, Henry. Sophia takes off, uh, kind of uh, blows past Tab because she's a little slow. She's got her bow out, um, joins Batilda, starts chasing off little Rex um, into the forest here. Hank and Zerk, you guys take off after Big Rex, uh, who's rushing down to the docks. This is away from the kind of houseboats and stuff like where Batilda's houseboat is. This is more near like Stella's weapons factory. So there's not much mm. stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, more industrial dock. More industrial yeah. dock. Um, not a lot of people a lot of around. runoff and pollutants in the water. Um, as you guys are running <laughs> off, um, you had seen that it had started to rain outside. Um, the rain starts beating down harder. Um, you feel the water pounding down um, as you chase big wrecks to the water's edge. You see he um, rushes up. You guys are a little bit faster than him, so you're gaining on him. You see he sees a small dinghy, um, but sees that you guys are, like, on his tail, kind of decides better of it, like he doesn't have time to get away, and just kind of throws his hands up and turns around and goes, All right, all right, you got me. Okay, Uh, that seems too easy. Uh, Yeah, I thought we were going to... Drop your weapons. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, drop them. (laughs) Yeah, I look at Henry. Drop the weapons, right? Right, let's... yeah. Drop him, buddy. You see he throws down his rifle. All right. Reaches uh, into his pocket. No funny business. It's not any funny business. I'm just, I know what you're here for. You're looking for this, right? You see he pulls out an enchanted mechanical part, clearly, like, from the necrophone. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Hand, that's the, it. hand that mm-hmm. over. Toss it. Toss it right here. Well, don't toss it. I wouldn't toss it. Okay, put it on the ground, and and you go sit in the dinghy, all right? (laughs) Oh, actually, I can't can't do that. There's a woman who needs this. She says people aren't worshipping the Reaper the way they used to, and that we have to convert the masses, if not by faith, then by force. Um, You see the illusion breaks, and Rex transforms into Moxora, sorceress. With silver pauldrons, a black robe, and a scale chain down her neck. Mm. Her eyes glow white, um, and she immediately casts a spell, reaching into the ground and pulling out dozens of spectral hands that shoot out and grab around your necks. Um, Guys, go ahead and give me constitution saving throws. Okay. Uh, 16. 18. Uh, That is two fails. Okay. Flash of genius on Henry. What does that bring it to? Um, That's a plus four. So dirty twenty. That is still a fail. Oh, what? Oh. I should use it on myself. Fuck. She's strong. Uh. You guys feel these spectral hands wrap around Ugh. your throats um, and begin Ugh. to choke you and hold you guys up. You guys both take forty-seven damage um, and are restrained. Wow. How much? Forty-seven. Forty-seven damage. Forty-seven. Forty-seven damage as you're being held Yikes. still. 47 damage? 47 oh my damage. God. That's literally more hit points than I have. That is that's most of mine. Uh, as you as you struggle as these spectral hands wrap around your neck, um, you see she walks up to you guys as you're restrained and goes, "Finally, we meet face to face. I didn't think fate would bring us together this soon." What do you what do you know about us? I know quite a bit about you. I've been tracking your progress ever since Petty Jack reported back to me after your run-in in Thornkirk. Um, and you guys remember Petty Jack 
was the criminal contact that was helping Moxora uh, get bounty hunters to fight the blades to uh, track them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, Luckily for you, neither of you have what I need. You're just bargaining chips, and I won't throw those away unless we fail to make a deal. As long as your friends, perhaps Batilda the Blade Witch, perhaps her pupil, are cooperative, you might survive long enough to see the coming conversion. Uh, you see she rotates the magical piece of machinery in her hand, um, and then makes it disappear. We're, n- we're not bargaining chips. We're, n- we're not going to be used to make your fucked up deal. Well, that's not entirely up to you, is it? We'll see what my cohort can get out of the others. Um, after Moxora, Henry, that is your turn. You are um, restrained. I'm restrained. Okay, uh, well, I, I summon Shank uh, nearby, okay. uh, 15 feet away, and I uh, swap places with him. Um, Henry. Oh, no, I can't do it all on my turn, I don't think. You And you also need... You need 15 feet of movement to be able to swap, swap places with Shank. You are not immune to being restrained. I double-checked that because it seemed kind of ridiculous. <gasps> oh. Oh. oh, Brutal. At least I got away with it once. He read the rules. Crawford. He read the rules. Henry, Crawford. at the end of your turn, go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw as you try to get out. That's not going to do it at all. That's a 14. Okay. 14. You do not get out. And Hank, you take another five damage as you feel uh, the spectral hand uh, choke you again. You feel the bones in your neck cracking. Mm. We are going to cut over to... Henry! Henry! Fia and Batilda chase Little Rex uh, into the woods here. Uh, You see she's a tall, gangly woman um, with a a flop hat on. Um, But you see as soon as you get into the woods, she stays facing away from you. Um, and you see Batilda pulls her sword out and holds her hand up to you, Fia, as you see Little Rex suddenly transforms into the Prophet Cain. Uh, you see this hunter, uh, turns around, about the same height, but much stockier. Uh, this hunter in a black cloak and flop hat, bandages all over his face long scythe in his hands tips his hat and he goes Matilda the Blade Witch turns to you Fia and to your little pupil watch this girl maybe you'll learn something see he spins his scythe gets into fighting position you see Batilda looks kind of nervous Batilda Batilda we should focus on uh, stopping him rather than trying to fight him. You see she pulls her she's got like an extra silver sword besides just uh, the crescent moon blade that you have. Um, you see that she walks in a defensive position uh, sort of trying to make distance between you two uh, to like flank him um, and you hear a message in your head go that's right girl very smart we should try to just get away I've beaten him before, just barely, but he's different now, more powerful. Tell Tabitha as well. Um, you see um, Tabitha in the bushes nearby, pulling 
a bow out. Oh, good. Um, she's safe. Yeah, she seems safe, but uh, as safe as you can be in front of a dude who looks like the Reaper himself. He's got this giant scythe, swings it around. Um, you see, as he spins it, it almost looks like you can see into the plane of Exodus. You see, like, lost souls um, in his scythe as he spins it around. Good lord. You see... As you guys start to get into position, as Batilda starts to go to the one side, you see Kane is backing up, making sure you don't get the jump on him. And you hear Batilda, eyes on Kane, um, looking ready to fight, but uh, you hear her send a message to you, Fia, and she goes, just in case I don't get to do this later, I want you to know I didn't take you in because I saw you as a protege. I brought you in because I liked you, and I grew to love you, and I wanted to say that. I saw what happened with Henry and his son, and things are too short. Oh, thank you, Batilda. I, I guess I'm saying this in my head, but I didn't know how much I wanted to hear that. And of course I love you too, but I think I've thrown those words around very liberally with you already. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to be liberal with those words, girl. You see uh, the moonlight shining on her silver blade as she walks around the other side of Cain. I know that because of my duty that there wasn't a world where I was going to be around the train car all the time, but if I could go back and change one thing, I would have told you that I didn't want to leave. I am without words. I, I always thought maybe, maybe I was a nuisance. You see, um, in real life, she shakes her head. Um, and she goes, all right, little Fang, now let's put the blade to this guy and get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Out loud, I say, fuck yes. (laughs) Sweet. Um, Fia, you are first. Kane uh, did not roll great on his initiative. So you see, you see for as cool as he's kind of acting, this is almost a little bit of like a Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi thing with Batilda. He knows he's more powerful at this point, but he's still like a little scared of it. Okay. I will prey on every last thread of his fear and I will make him unravel like a scared little sweater. And I'm going to, since I am so low on spells, I'm going to try an ability I just got that I have not used yet called momentary stasis. He will do a constitution saving throw or be incapacitated and have a speed of zero. Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You see uh, he's going to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, That's a 15. What is your... My thing is 15. So he beats it. So I'm going to fucking chronal shift. Yes! Yes! Uh, Time devil, drag this fucker down to time (laughs) hell. Uh, Fia, you hold your hands out. There's like these spectral chains that whip around him. Um, He bursts out of them, um, but then they wrap around again for a second chance. He will make another roll. 14 that time. Yeah, bitch! Yes! Give him the horns, time devil! You see they completely wrap around him. Um, And what is the effect? Momentary stasis. As an action, you can magically force a larger, smaller creature you can see within 60 feet of you to make a constitution saving throw. Unless the saving throw is a success, the creature is encased in a field of magical energy until the end of your next turn or until the creature takes any damage. While encased this way, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. (laughs) 
Absolutely sick. Bravo. <laughs> Just come on. A you quick see, round. A quick my round, guy please. who was supposed to fucking ambush you is wrapped in chains. And he goes, is this how you have to fight me, Batilda? With your little pupil fucking trying to lasso me? Um, I would say that you are the pupil learning a lesson right now, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't try to lasso you. She just did it. <laughs> I want to be in that fight. Yeah, things are so much worse for us. You see, there is a chain wrapped around this dude. Um, that is, uh, do you want to take your movement or do anything with it? Yeah, and then I'm going to be like, Batilde, tab out. Uh, you see, Batilda goes, yep, that's about enough for now, little fang. Um, you see, uh, spins her sword around, puts it in the scabbard, uh, takes her hat off and kind of bows to Kane and goes, sorry we couldn't have a round two. Congratulations on the new trick you learned, turning into fucking other people and trying to trick us in the woods. Uh, but my protege seems to have gotten the jump on you, so I think even after you eventually kill me, which, let's face it, you might, um, people will still exist who can kick your ass. That just kind of seems like what's going to happen now. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you see, um, Batilda is going to uh, take a dash action on her turn and fucking start bolting back towards the lab. Tab is after Batilda. She starts bolting. Um, Fia, are you running 30 feet away? Yeah, I am. Sweet. Um, Fia, you run 30 feet away. That is Kane's turn. Kane just struggles uh, in the back with the chains around him um, and uh, you're closest to him uh, and you hear him uh, sending a message to you. Uh, it sounds almost as if he's right over your shoulder and Ooh. you hear, I'm not gonna forget about this girl. I hope you didn't, I said it was a lesson. You don't want to unlearn your lessons, do you? Oh, only lesson I ever learned is not to trust Batilda the Blade Witch, all right? And why is that? She didn't tell anybody about this little situation that all we needed to do was hand over one girl. And how are you so sure that when you hand over this little girl, that will be the last demand of this tyrant? You hear a little laugh and he goes, <laughs> he's got the keys to reverie. Ain't like we got a fucking choice. Um, and you're running and you get out of range. Um, and you see uh, Batilda uh, and Tab are both running ahead. Um, Zerk, that is your turn. Okay. Henry and I are both being choked to death. Um, I'm <laughs> slowly losing consciousness. I look to Henry, and I manage to shimmy out one hand with a potion in it, and I say, your son seems like a good kid. Uh, and I pour a second level cure wounds into his mouth. I Zerk, I'm I'm looking okay. If you're if you're close to death's door, you know, you can chug this potion. Don't don't think twice about it. No. Zerk's in a weird place. Zerk needs to help someone else. And Henry doesn't feel like he deserves to be helped, so he's a good guy. So that's six plus my spellcasting modifiers, that's ten plus an extra that's fourteen points of healing. Wow. Uh Hank uh, you're healed back up for 14. Um, you guys feel these spectral hands around you, more and more of them. Uh, she seems to be concentrating it. She's holding her hands up, eyes glowing white. Zerk, at the end of your turn, go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw to try to kick out of it. Okay. Come on, Zerk. That's a 22. Come on. It's got to do it. <laughs> 22. 
is going to do it. Yes! That is exactly what you needed to hit, Zerk. You see, as you um, pour this potion in Hank's mouth, you see uh, Spritel uh, kind of whips around you. There's this little bit of trickster magic that gives you like a little bit of room um, between the hands and your neck. You're able to jam your hands in there and sort of wiggle out. Um, you get out um, and you are free. Yeah, uh, I look at Henry and say, good luck. Uh, <laughs> Spritel and I uh, book it back towards the lab. Yeah, Henry was about to yell run, and then he's like, oh, okay, he did. Leave, <laughs> leave him Spoonie at least. <laughs> I load Spoonie into my gun and shoot him back at Hank. Oh, no, take him with you. Run, you, you sweet little spoon. <laughs> Go on, get. Hank, you see uh, as Zerk begins to um, run away, has just given you this potion, has just um, uh, thrown you Spoonie. Um, starts running away 30 feet. Um, you see, as she holds you up with the um, spectral hand still choking you, she goes, You're more used to me alive than you are <gasps> dead, but if you insist. Um, and you see, she's going to cast Circle of Death on Zerk. Um, you see oh. a ball of negative energy rippling. Uh, through the air as it flies at Zerk. Zerk, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Wow. I try to regurgitate some of my healing potion to uh, spit <laughs> back in your mouth. That is going to be a 10. Okay. Um, I don't even think it's worth using Flash of Genius. Uh, Zerk, you are hit in the back by this negative energy for 32 damage. Zerk's down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Hank, you see Zerk drops down. Uh, that is Moxora's turn on Moxora's turn. She is going to teleport over to where Zerk is, grab him by the collar and hoist him up. Hank, that is your turn. Um, uh, hey, you put him down. I'm going to try to get out of the grapple. Okay. Come on. I think you can use Spoonie for a help action. I think Spoonie is there to give you a help Yeah, Spoonie does the same thing that Spritel did. Great, because uh, I did roll a two. Shout out to the two crew. <laughs> and then a four. Uh, and then a four. Shout okay. out to the Spoonie um, crew. You stay uh, being choked. You take another four damage um, as you feel the spectral grip tighten around your neck. Mm. That is Fia's turn. Okay. Uh, Fia, do you have any way to move quite fast? Because I'm going to say this is about like two full dash actions of distance. Oh, dear. I'm going to say like 200 feet. Oh, no. But deal that. Do you have like a uh, enchanted broom? <laughs> that seems kind of like your aesthetic. I, I think used I to have one a long time ago. Do you remember yes. that little thing? Yes, yes I don't have I it. Do have I do have, I don't have it anymore, but I do have Misty <laughs> Step so I can get a little farther. Okay, I have no spell slots for Misty Step unless I want to waste a fourth level. You ac- you guys actually don't know what's going on with Zerk and Hank, so you don't know it's that dire. Right, I know, mm. but I'm saying we still would be wanting to get to them. But Yeah, you um, guys know something's up, certainly. But I think, okay, if we don't know that, if we know something is up, we, we can assume this is Kane. It's probably Maxora. Yeah. But... I maybe don't know it's as dire as it is, so I think mm-hmm. I just say, but he'll get into range, and I take a dash action because I am not within range to do anything. Sweet. Um, Fia. Because if you, I, yeah. Fia, you move spells. 60 feet on Batilda's turn. Um, she moves 
90 feet. She will get there next turn. Uh, Hank, as you're being held up by the spectral arm, you see Batilda in the distance coming towards you. Um, I'm going to say Tab. We're over here. Uh, I'm going to say Tab <laughs> is going to take a 60-foot dash action. Technically, she could take a shot from far range, but I'm going to say realistically, she doesn't totally have the lay of the land. So she's just running yeah, up. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes um, sense. Um, but Batilda is the closest <sighs> right now. Um, that is Kane's turn. Oh. Uh, at the end of your turn, Fia, oh, he breaks loose me. of this thing, um, and he is going to run 60 feet. Um, you feel him rushing behind you, Fia, uh, but 30 feet behind, because you had an extra turn. That is Zerk's turn. Uh, Zerk, go ahead and give me a death saving throw. No. That's a natural one, y'all. It's a natural Good one. Good fucking. That is. Dice Christ. Oh yep. my goodness, she's going to take you. Death saving fails. Mm-hmm. Okay. After Zerk's turn, that is Moxora. Um, you see Moxora has Zerk held up. Hey, you, said, you said he's more useful alive, right? So do something. Uh, you see, she looks at you, and she smiles, and she goes, Why, what do you suggest? You're traveling with Batilda the Blade Witch. Would you hand her over? Really, all I need is the location of one girl, and he can live. Hey, Batilda doesn't even know w- w- uh, some random girl? What are you talking about? Um, go ahead and give me a deception check. <laughs> Fucking four! Oh, Stop no. rolling fours! She turns her head and smiles and goes, You know about Serenesis, do you? Sarah who now? Mm. <laughs> I love lying after you already failed the deception. I'm not going to give it up. Uh, you see uh, Zerk choking. Uh, she does nothing to help him. Uh, flicks her wrist. Uh, there's a charge of negative energy in her hands uh, and she readies an action. Hank, that is your turn. Do you know where she is? I don't even know who you're talking about. I couldn't even say the name that you said again. It was like psoriasis. the hand dangerously (laughs) close to Zerk's face. Um, Can I try try to escape the the grapple? Go ahead and try to escape the grapple. Do I have Spoonie's help still? Yeah, he's not Spoonie's help. I rolled another four. Oh boy! I rolled <laughs> another. You know, what? I'm gonna roll the. I'm gonna roll the dice. Four doors and four death again. is behind all of them. Because he can't roll another four. That would be insane. <laughs> Dude, it rolled a one. So you stay grappled. Okay. Do, Why you, is this happening to us? You what take. The fuck? You take another four damage as it chokes you, and she goes. All of this for one person. Yeah, that seems bizarre. I don't I have no idea. One life. Wh- this is one life, holds up Zerk. Is it not? One life for one life. That's, it's not a trade that I'm at liberty to make. After Hank, that is Fia's turn. Um, okay, so what I want to do is, like, I can't get into range, but Bukvar can fly 120 feet and then be within range so I can, if I were able to cast a healing word through Bukvar on Mr. Zerk. Oh. Mm. Okay. 
But I don't know if the language. I don't know enough about. I think normally with familiars, it's touch. But I will say, Fia, you close your eyes um, and you use your connection with Bookvar. This is a very extreme situation. You enchant him with some magic. You hear Bookvar go, Miss, I will get to them as quickly as possible. I will help them. Okay, Bookvar. Be careful. You're very dear to me. You're my best friend, Miss. You're my best friend. I've been with you longer than anyone else. Um, you see, um, you're really all I know. Bookvar um, uh, flaps off. Uh, I'm going to say, normally the way the spell works is that it's only touch, but I will let you cast Healing Word if you can succeed on an Arcana check. Okay. Can I add my Vidalkin D4? Can you add your your Vidalkin D4? Yes. Nineteen on the dice, bitch. Yes. Which that's a plus seven to the Arcana, and then only a one on the D four. That's really nice. We'll take it. That's Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. That's a great roll. Thank you. You know, one fucking good roll, huh? Just one fucking good roll. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> Twenty-seven on the dice. I haven't rolled above a four in what feels like an eternity. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, real, I rolled real good when I was telling off my mom. That was fun. <laughs> um, as um, the rest of the party. Um, is rushing towards you guys, trying to get to you. You guys see Bookfar flaps out of the forest above everyone. You see, um, opens up a picture book, um, and it's a picture of Fia casting a healing oh. word. Oh! I remember that day. That's the first time that I cast healing word. And I did it on Bookfar, even though he wasn't even hurt. <laughs> uh, cast healing word on Zerk. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do a fourth level healing word on shit him. okay fourth level wow my friends that's two fours and two threes okay so that's only 14 plus three but okay. 17 hit points 17 hit points is incredible uh, it's, it's Zerk, a long way from two deaths Zerk, you are suddenly in the sorceress's <sighs> clutches uh and you suddenly <gasps> pop back to life i think like as i wake up i just start screaming and i point my gun right at her head <laughs> um <laughs> you see uh she had uh her ready to action you oh, see, cool. um, tosses you aside. Uh, you crash on the ground. You see, she looks up at Bookfar and smiles and goes, I'd recognize that magic anywhere. Um, and you see, she um, whips her hands around and shoots a circle of death up at uh, Bookfar. Fia, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. That's a six minus one. You see Bookfar is shot out of the air, um, and you see the book uh, deanimates um, and flaps around, uh, spinning through the air, uh, and then crashes in the grass oh. below. No! You went out a hero. Uh, you see on the next initiative, that's Batilda's turn. Um, Batilda rushes in, misty steps. I was wondering when I was going to get a crack at you, um, and is going to take some shots at... Moxora, um, you see Moxora, surprisingly dexterous, um, moves out of the way of the first blade, just like does a shoulder lean back, does a shoulder lean back, moving out of the second one. Um, but you see Batilda does strike true um, and slashes um, with a like- ma- Apocryphal. With a like magical <laughs> smite uh, on the last one. You see like a burst of arcane magic uh, as she does 17 damage to Moxora. At the end of Batilda's turn, um, you see, uh, she smiles at Batilda and goes, 
Matilda, there was a time when capturing you might have meant something, but I've got all I need right here. Um, you see she whoosh, teleports um, over to Bookfar and picks him up. What? That is Kane's turn. Um, you see behind you, um, Kane looks out, sees Moxora holding um, Bookfar. Oh, they can fucking scry on the arena with oh, this. Oh, no. Kane smiles as he sees Moxora holding the book. Reaper divine magic in his scythe as he rips a planar rift. <gasps> and you see he walks through and whoosh, disappears. Kane is gone. Right before it seals back up, I whisper, coward. <laughs> uh, Zerk, that is your turn. I think Zerk uh, just quickly um, slaps a... Uh, a healing word, uh, nicotine patch on his arm um, to just try and like bolster himself a little bit uh, and just angrily fires at Moxora. Uh, sweet, go ahead and make an attack roll. 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. Uh, you see she, sure. uh, at the very last second, uh, the speed of a bullet is no match for her. She just moves her head slightly. Gah. After Zerk, that is Tab. Tab is just going to take some shots, um, try to hit her hands where, like, Bookfar is. Misses both shots. You see Moxora dodges with her head on Moxora's turn, flicks her wrist once again. You see handful of negative energy. You see she opens up the book, um, and it animates again. She's able to turn it into Bookfar. Uh, you see, like, uh, the little eyes, and you feel him uh, come back. Fia, miss, Bukvar? miss. How did you make Bugvar? You see, she reaches in and begins pulling out <gasps> a magical projection of a humanoid boy. Uh, mm. You've had Bugvar since you were a child. He was always like a little brother to you. And yes, he was, it was me, Rina Bugvar. You see him as as like your little brother. You see the spectral image of a bookish boy with little tusks and pince nez glasses is dragged. <gasps> from the book, from like the collar, uh, as she pulls him out. Um, and he goes, Miss, Miss, help, Miss. Um, I, I will help you, Bookfar, don't worry. I, I, I'm, I'm here, We're, it's always you and Miss. me, it's always you and me. You see Moxora <laughs> teleports away and is gone. No. And Fia, you, you feel like you don't know how to summon Bookfar. You've, you've forgotten how to do it. You've lost but your he connection to Bookfar. But Yield, what's happening? I'm trying to bring him back. It's like he's gone. What is happening? I uh, guess I will claw at the ground where he was. Hank, you, um, uh, the spectral hand that was around your neck disappears. Um, you fall. <laughs> Got out of that, finally. Crash <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> no match for me. Um, hey, not now. Uh, you fall and crash to the ground. Um, Zerk, you're super fucked up. Fia, you and Batilda rush over. You see Bookfar is this deanimated book. That has like a burn mark on it. What did she do? How could she bring him? Irina brought him. I made him. How did she do this? Where is he? Where did she take him to? Why is this not working? This always is working and it's never not worked before. It's okay. We're, we're, we're going to find him. We're going to find him. It's okay. I've always suspected that Bukvar was something special. More than just a regular familiar. I don't know how... Moxora was able to sense it, but perhaps she was just 
powerful enough. She seems to have been able to exercise him from the book. Matilde, this is all my fault. I said to myself, someday I'm going to learn the spell to disguise his magical aura because I know that he stinks of Arena's magic, and I never did it. I was so busy. I just had other things to learn. I didn't have time to do it. This is all my fault. No. And now I can never bring him back? Is that what is going to happen now? It's not your fault. We're, we are going to bring him back. We're going to help you bring him back. We're not going to rest until we, we get him back. All right? Yeah. He's one of us. He's a third mate. We gotta stick together. I think I know where their ultimate goal is. They've, they've gotta be trying to go to Zelbaldar as well. But I, yeah. I worry about what'll happen to him if we get there too late, so we have to hurry. But you, this teleportation magic, where do we find it? We have to get there sooner. I simply can't sit around waiting for this Twilirium. I have tried so hard to be a good girl and wait for this to happen, but it is nonsense that we are sitting here waiting for this so long. Um, you see, Batilda pulls you in for a hug, Fia. Um, and goes, it's all right, little Fang. They need him to find Arena. He's safe as long as she's safe. I don't mm. think she would harm Bookfar, considering uh, she gestures to Zerk and Henry, who look way worse for the wear for their encounter with Moxora. She didn't kill these two. She thought about it really hard. She could have done it very easily, that's for sure. Yeah. Matilde, why do you... A little bit of my logic is being shaken by this. How many lives are traded for one person? My resolve is... Weakening. I don't mean to be simple-minded, but I... Uh, I just feel like they are asking me to trade everyone I love for one other person I love. I don't understand this mathematics. She nods, and she goes, If we're thinking about this purely logically, little Fang, then people like Cain are right to fight for the side that they fight for. But we're not talking about pure logic here. We're talking about right and wrong. There is a god who wants us to serve up a life an innocent life i know and after that after that what happens does he stop i don't think he does i think it's him what happens once no. he has the power of the trickster as well and what about you mr henry and mr zerk i feel selfish because we're all wrapped up in this no one ever asks for just one thing the reaper is gonna keep on keep on asking it'll keep on getting powerful people to do his bidding and it has to end the line will always move forward farther and farther towards tragedy we can't follow these rules we have to make our own we have to challenge them yeah, bookvar is gone henry jr he's he's in danger zork your mom's wrapped up in this we're we're all we're all fighting for the same purpose here so you do not think I am being a foolish child who selfishly wants her childhood best friend back and is trading lives for this? I want to see the world through eyes like yours. I think it would be selfish to give in to these demands. You're right, because the questioning of my resolve comes from losing Bukfar and feeling like I would do anything to get him back. 
So that yeah. is the true selfishness. I think that getting Arena back is our first step. I think if we can talk to her, maybe that's the way that we begin to change this world. But without her, everything's lost. She's very powerful. I sometimes wonder, I mean, you see what she did with Pukfar. And here he is, like an actual little boy. Yeah, just... What could that kind of magic do if it were not running from something? Just watching Moxora and the way that she wielded life and death. But then seeing something even more pure than life come out of Bookfart. There's a power we have to understand, and I think the only way to do it is by finding Arena. Zerk, going back to what you were kind of saying before about how the line is always moving, it's the same logic as what's going on with your mom. It's like, do you think this is ever going to stop? No. It'll never be enough, Thea. I really loudly unclog my cherry liqueur flask. (laughs) But I hand it out for other people to drink first because (laughs) I don't want to drink alone. I take, I take, I very quickly take a sip, but I remember myself and take and make sure that it's a little bit smaller. Sophia can take a really <laughs> long pull. <laughs> oh, it's actually an enchanted ever filling flask. So right. it oh. actually can't be empty. All right. And uh, yeah, then I guzzle it for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> dig deep, buddy. Dig deep. Um, you actually see Tab walks up and she takes a drink as well. And she goes, oh, I've been kind of. Uh, being a bit quiet, because uh, I feel like it's not really my place, considering all the strange right. things that, that have been happening. No, I'm sorry um, I did not talk to you about this. Uh, uh, all I wanted to say is, all my time in Indoterra, I've never seen the Reaper, an entire place that is supposedly filled with um, what you might call horrors, and I've never seen him. It's always... It's always people talking, trying to make people scared. And there's a lot of magical things going on, so I'm not saying that the Reaper doesn't exist, but I'm saying... I don't know about all this. Sometimes I wonder if... the gods or the people professing to be gods are just... people that con their way into more power than anyone's ever had. Batilde, have you met the trickster? Shakes her head. She goes, the, the trickster has, has never asked for, has never asked to be worshipped. She just created magic and the fairies. And you see, Tab goes, Nindu Tira, there were a lot of people that were scared by the things that Moxora was saying when she came there. She comes here. People are scared again. I think that seeing Tab and seeing the things in my mom's lab, it's helped me to realize that magic, like everything else, is just a system. And systems can be dismantled as easily as you can break apart a machine. And Fia, Fia, go ahead and give me an insight check. Hmm. 19. Fia, you, as you think about this, as you're hearing tab kind of question this stuff and basically being like i lived in a big undead city and i've never seen the reaper for like however many years i've been alive you start thinking about it and you can recall the fervor that was mobilized by the ideology of the reaper in my village yes not and 
when you think back on the village that you lived in in Innerborough, like you got sent to the scales the last time you were caught with Arena, but you had been caught a couple other times doing like trickster magic. And your mm. father would punish you by making you read like Reaper spell books and would say like, this is the right way to do magic. This is divine oh, magic. This so is- so they are two different types of magic. So they are two different types when of magic. Zirk, when Mr. Zerk talks about two, a system of magic, there's actually two different systems perhaps. And, and as you think about it, Fia, you remember as a kid, your father encouraging you to use divine magic and to read these old reaper books. And he would be happy when you successfully did it, but you never really believed in it. And yet you still were able to do it. So something's messy here. Something's strange. The reaper is just like co-opting magic. Or is the reaper a, a machination of the people? I don't know really where magic, especially this type of magic, comes from, but collective consciousness has a lot of power. That's true. Tav, do you do magic? Oh, nah, I'm just an archer. <laughs> I just use my archer stick. And they go down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen that That's, thing, Bink. Right. It's pretty magical. Ah, yeah, don't sell yourself away, short. Yeah. Ah, I tried to shoot it at the lady. Ah, she moved. <laughs> Yeah, ah. wooden bolt. That's a ah, spell. Ah, yeah. Ah, you'd have been dead if it was just my. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you would have been dead, yeah, if you were just standing there with your face exposed to the uh, to the arrow. Right, yeah. Um, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks as you uh, stand here talking. I okay. can rolled another four. Oof. You, Spoonie. That's a 15. Thank you, Spoonie. Um, that's a 22. A 13. You guys see in the distance a bunch of knights and guards riding towards the lab. Um, you see they are wearing the house colors, uh, aquamarine for the Lochnamores and red for the Arioses, which is mm. Izzy's family. Um, you see there are a lot of them um, and they are surrounding the lab. Um, there's a carriage that is likely carrying uh, Carlisle or his father-in-law or both and a few men are ushered out of it into the lab. It it fully looks like they are in crisis mode, like they've just learned about the situation with the necrophone. And you guys know that the Twilidium was supposed to be done within a couple days, um, and it is night two, so it could be done uh, or close to done, you don't know. But now the lab is full of- Crawling with people. Lachnamore's forces, Oh, no. And even worse, you guys see it goes into some kind of lockdown. You see the glass panels that normally allow you to see into the lab start lighting up with purple energy as an entire force field begins to pop up over the dome. Oh, we're fucked. Oh, this and that's where we'll end our session. Hmm. We're, it we're got fucked. worse. It got worse. <laughs> Murph, you took every spell from me except for one first level spell. <laughs> this isn't a new thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got to. Yeah, that's... I've had a lot of close calls. I think that might have been the closest. That was super, super oh close. God. That was scary. Mm. That was scary. Yeah. Uh. Didn't didn't like it, in fact. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it more over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. <gasps> um, uh, to listen to our after show. Um, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? 
Oh, you know what? It was um, the uh, Three Black Halflings podcast one year uh, birthday. Whoa! Uh, this past oh. week. Happy birthday so to them! So I wanted to wish them a happy birthday. Eleventy-one minus one hundred and ten. <laughs> yeah, check out that episode. It was great. Uh, check it out, guys. Um, uh, anybody else have anything they'd like to plug? Um, yeah, I'm gonna plug a really weird thing. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Please do. This guy, Tyler, I think his name is Tyler Thrasher Art on Instagram. He um is like a uh he's a plant guy and people send him pictures of their plants and then he roasts their plants. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he send him, they send him pictures of their dying plants and then he just like absolutely berates them. And uh, it's truly good content. This is a, mm. just a weird thing that I saw right before we recorded, so it's on my mind. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, I'm going to scoop Murph and plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Check it mm. out. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, nice. Sweet, guys. Um, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use, at is me, at Caldis Caldwell, at Axtra's Emily, and at Jake versus Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. We, we are, are, we are, 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 the youth of the It's the end of our show, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. We couldn't do it without you, and now we sing your praises. Here we go. Brad D., Jeffrey S., Haldor Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M. Other Vervain Industries employees who have clearance to enter the Necrophone Chamber. They don't really care about the horror experiments, though, and mostly use the room to play Smash Brothers during their lunch breaks. Nice. Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jive G, Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B. The inventors of the Carrer, a horseless carriage powered by human souls. Sure, these Carrers may be vaguely unethical, but they're powered by blood, so it's actually super eco-friendly. Wow, nice trade-off. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D. A Reaper rock band releasing their first single exclusively for the Necrophone. Playing the song will cause countless horrors to rise from their graves, but it's kind of a bop, so no one really minds. Danny P, Mixologist Michael McD, Balnor's Boy, Andrew B, and Kevin S. Teens who had snuck into the woods to make out, only to be interrupted by Kane's showdown with Fia. They thought about running, but decided to stick around because it was such a touching scene. Hard agree. Justin I, Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M and Trey the Cray Fay. Patent officers who really should have raised more alarms when Stella Vervain came in to register the necrophone. In their defense though, it would have been a lot of paperwork and she came in at like 4.45 on a Friday. Ugh, I get it. Jared E, Austin, Bonesaw MR, Damiel R, cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, and Octo Lich. Other objects brought to life by Arena. Jared E. is a talking sword, Austin is a living shield, Damiel is a sentient mannequin, and Josh and Octolich are a pair of shoes that sing when you take steps in them. Not very practical, but super cute. Gage M., Richard X. Machina, Michael L., Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, and Trask the Traveler. Souls from the Plain of Exodus. They spend their days drifting eternally in a sea of unending human consciousness. Except for on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, they meet up with their adult dodgeball team. Fun! 
Sir Carl, Jory S, Dana G, Azoth Shadows, and Callum L, the evil wizards who invented the Circle of Death spell. Their inspiration for creating the spell was to invent a version of Flaming Spear that doesn't suck. Mission accomplished, gang. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese N S, Moxora's Pauldron Designers. Not a lot of people know this, but Moxora actually started the 80s businesswoman shoulder pad trend, and no one's worn it better since. Samuel B, Mike H, Byron Murphy likes to drink curfew, Matthew E, Colton B, and Adam G, the makers of a public domain necrophone. Come on, people, just because it's evil doesn't mean we shouldn't invest in public works. Megan S, Mateo C, Any Badger, Panama James, Cummins the Bard, and Adrian the Halfling Bard. A group of necromantic masseurs who actually used the same spectral hand spell that Muxora did, but for a deep tissue shiatsu massage that will have you walking like a new person. Terrifying. Dan, Scott W, Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu. A heavy metal band in Siren's Lock that is renaming themselves Chains of the Time Devil after this episode. Can't get more metal than that. Barnesinator, Michelle O, Timmy R, Jonathan W, the Croc Wearing Warrior, and Lucas B, the makers of Plane Rip, the only Swiss army knife with a blade that can tear a rift into different planes. Make sure not to get it confused with the wine opener. Yikes. Aaron S, it's Kevin. New York, and Stephen C, a library of books that is fucking terrified of Moxora now. Don't worry, friends. She actually doesn't really care for historical fiction, so you're safe. KJ, Michael M, Mike K, Karen J, Ekathor666, and Nick W. Ranch's extended family, who is just so relieved he was not implicated in any of this malarkey and really just wish their sweet ranch would come on home. Taylor A, Matthew R, Esme M, Nathan and Casimir the All-Knowing. Kane's Hunting Buddies. They go to estate sales and hunt out the best deals on vintage goods. Kane didn't specify in the moment, but that's what kind of hunter he is. A bargain hunter. Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Thraff, Burley T, and Jay Dragonborn. The Ranch Branch. Proud members of Ranch's family tree. Ranch! That's what it says on their coat of arms. Joe Rowe, the Inappropro, Cody B, Liam D, the Sandrean, Ben A, and Fel Donis. The team of comedy writers who came up with the Big Rex, Little Rex joke. Only elite comedians could come up with something as clever as Big Rex being the little one. That's comedy gold. Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, and Dustin S. Inventors who are challenging Stella for the Necrophone IP. Their Necrophone is a chat line for necromancers to talk on the phone about skeletons and stuff. Unsurprisingly, it's a huge hit in Eldermorn. Keith K, Connor F, The Time Walker, Vashgard, Two Left Eyes, and Frankie Koala. Big Rex and Little Rex's best friends who are going to be absolutely devastated when they find out they've been killed and replaced by Reaper followers. Bar trivia will never be the same! Big Bad John, DPC is awesome, Aston S, Blair the Bugbler Barbarian, Porkchop, and Chanel M, the magical scientists behind the missing necrophone parts. These brilliant minds might have inadvertently brought about the apocalypse, just like any good scientist would. 
Furian Hot Pants, Velociraptor, Minette F, Pat L, Achutha A, and Lauren H, the horror anthropologist who designated boar horrors with the name Borer. In their defense, it was a long day, and they had already named a bunch of horrors. Elias Hawthorne, Maddie Y, Alex H, the eldest Barry, Evan V, Ryan S, and the Bone Duster. A team of Eldermorn medical students who were also allowed inside Stella's secret lab. Was there anyone not allowed inside this lab? Seriously, I want to know. Joshua H, Robert Crisp, Yidrasil, Brantley C, Micah B, and Ploops. Thieves who were also hiding in the secret lab, geez, but after overhearing all the drama, decided to just leave and call it a night. Good plan. Carly Ann, Lori P, Spam Gaming the Not-So-Skilled Gamer, Connor Savage, Russell H, and Christopher J. Pebblepot. The lab interns who accidentally left the blueprints for the necrophone in the copier. Big mistake, guys! Definitely not getting college credit for that one. Logan S, Leviathan, Demi A, BioQuirt7, Kenny, and Remington CD. West Precinct Horror Hunters. They were all out celebrating making the squad and got a little rowdy and thus absolutely missed their first chance to hunt a horror when the borer showed up. Maybe for the best. Amber K, Thrill of the Fight, Sullivan H, Everett P, Trub Hopdropper, and Sydney T. Guards at Stella's lab who are all a little suspicious of the brand new janitor they've never seen. But hey, the accent checks out, so they're gonna look the other way. Thanks, guys! The Element God, Lindsay W, Champ Wild, Valen, Sprite Pepsi, and Carlin C. Members of the West Precinct Press who are all a little confused trying to parse out Quick Blast's long-winded freewheeling interview. They were curious about the heroes who actually killed the Boars, or at the very least the altercation where Edgar Jr. threw a canteen at an unnamed middle-aged man, and she gave them nothing. Anthony S. Tristan C. The Loose But Obtuse Goose. Jake. Emily S. The New Petty King of Outerboro CC. And Matthew J. High school friends who came up with Big Rex and Little Rex's incongruous nicknames. And let me tell you, they are still laughing about it. It's that clever. Script Scripper, Michael S., The Bone Duster, Noah, Wyatt B., Estelle, and Ghost. Lognamore's team of lawyers who had Stella sign mountains of paperwork and contrary to her belief, 100% have all of her intellectual property locked up, including stuff she came up with before she was employed by them and anything she invents after. Oh, I don't feel bad for her, but seriously, read your contracts. Rogue Cree, Daniel N, Baroness, Sebastian's romance partner from the Baronies, Mr. Dude Sky, and Conflicted DM. West Precinct rodeo clowns who saw Kane get lassoed and knew it was their time to shine. They did their best dancing around him, but he still made a beeline for the third mates. A valiant effort, everyone. Give yourselves a honk. Justin LB, Connor P, Dandy, Jennifer R, and Clifton A. People who were also grappled by mage hands like Henry, but luckily for them, they were nice little mage hand hugs and high fives. Oh, actually sounds kind of sweet. Richard G, M Barber, Marcos P, Puff Kalish, Learns the Balance Druid, and Dakota JP. Dock workers coming out of the woodwork after hearing about Fia's never-ending cherry liqueur flask. I mean, yes, there's enough to go around, but this is ridiculous. Pegos V, Tracy P, A Very Big Bed 91, Tyler B, Scrumpy Bogpipe, and Zachary R. 
Quick Blast gym spotters, who are actually kind of redundant considering Quick Blast has extra arms to spot herself. But you know what? Sometimes she likes to push extra weight, okay? And she actually does need six spotters. Sorry, not sorry. Don't apologize. You get it, Quick Blast. You deserve it. And with that, we are done with our shoutouts. Thank you all so, so much for listening and supporting us. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.